Hello, folks. Dr. Tim Jordan here, and back with another episode of Raising Daughters. And I'm glad you came by today because I think this topic is going to be of interest to you. I want to talk a little bit about dating. There's been some new research that, that kind of refutes some old notions about girls who do or don't date in middle school and high school. Uh, but let me start with um, an example. I, it's interesting that sometimes in my circles with girls at weekend retreats or summer camps, middle school or high school girls, I'll blindfold them sometimes, and then I'll ask them the question, how many of you sometimes feel like you're behind your peers when it comes to things like dating, having a relationship? And with, with, with all of them blindfolded, where they can be more honest, almost everybody, if not everybody, raises their hand. They all think they're behind. We say, keep your hands up. And then we have them remove the blindfold and they look around the circle and they can't believe everybody's got their hand up. Even some of the cool kids, quote unquote, have their hands up. They thought they were the only one. And I think it's because there's a lot of pressure about, for them about they should be dating sometimes. I heard a story one time, this girl said, every time I go to a wedding, my grandfather pokes me and he says, huh, you're next. So the girl said, every time I go to a funeral with him now, I poke him and say, you're next. <laughs> so sometimes the pressure does come from parents because pe sometimes parents worry that my daughter is not going out, if they're not going to parties, if they're not dating, that they're behind, that there's something wrong with them. They're maladjusted. That's especially true if the parent when they were in middle school and high school, if they were social and outgoing, if they dated when they were young. So they sometimes then are primed to worry if their daughter is not like them. There was some research in the past that said that kids who weren't dating might have some issues. They might have been maladjusted. Um, I think, though, that's been refuted because the research now starts, has shown that adolescents who are not in, in romantic relationships during middle and high school ones who are not dating in middle school and high school, had good social skills, low depression, and fared better or at least equal to the peers who were dating. Which is interesting. They also found that the proportion of pupils, of the students, in the low dating category um, who reported sadness or hopelessness was half the size of those in the frequent dating category. They also found in that research that teachers rated the non-dating students higher for social skills and leadership skills than their dating peers. Interesting. So the kids who are not dating are okay. Not only are they okay, but in a lot of ways, maybe they're better off. Now, I think it's important you have to kind of get clear about what do the students mean by dating? The questionnaire in some of the studies stated this, or they asked the kids this, in the last three months, have you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend i.e. someone that you dated, had gone out with, or been going steady with? That's how they asked the question in those surveys. Um, I think a lot of middle schoolers sometimes, especially, will say yes to, to dating because they think that if you're dating somebody, it's, it's cool. It makes you more popular. The cool kids at school are the ones who are more racy, the ones who are going to parties, who are maybe drinking or vaping, the girls who are sexting, some of the girls who are having oral sex. I find that starts to appear on the radar of girls maybe in 7th and 8th grade. Not most of them, but some of them. And sometimes those are the kids who end up looking like they're the more cool kids. 2017, a study showed that when they asked the question, how many of you have dated? 30% uh, of 8th graders said yes. 
45% of 10th graders and 51% of 12th graders. And they found that girls at all three grade levels, that was 8th grade, 10th grade, and 12th grade, all of them were more likely than, than the boys to report they had never dated, although that gap decreased at higher, at higher grade levels. It's also interesting to note that non-Hispanic white and Hispanic students in the 12th grade were more likely than non-Hispanic black students to report they had dated frequently. They also found in the study that there was not a clear relationship between uh, parents' education levels and frequent dating. And then, of course, today we have also the issue of online dating. I heard about a guy who was in his office one day. He told his co-workers that in a moment of like tender romance, he had asked his girlfriend to marry him. And all of his office workers said, like, well, what did she say? And the guy said, I don't know. She hasn't emailed me back yet. It's a little bit different today, right? But it's interesting that online dating, only about one in four of teenagers had dated or hooked up with somebody they initially encountered online. But I have noticed when I talk to girls in later high school, like juniors and especially seniors, that more and more of them are telling me that they're looking for more mature guys on, on sites like Tinder because the boys their age, they have found, are immature, that they're goofy, that they don't want to date them. So I'm seeing more and more of that. Um, I saw one study that showed that 50% of all teens had let someone they know or they have Someone they know had interested in them romantically by befriending them on Instagram or other social media. That was the first contact. It was on social media. And a lot of these teens are using social media to gather information about potential partners. They check out what they look like. Are they dating somebody? They'll flirt with them with photos and comments, sometimes sexting. Um, so I think that that's, that's obviously become a more, more uh, frequent place for them to initiate things, to check things out. And I think especially that's true in this day of COVID when they can't get together with people in person. But I think even way before that, that was happening. Text messaging and talking on the phone are the top two ways that teens spend time with their romantic partners. When it comes to daily interactions, texting is by far the most common way that they communicate. And I think in this time of COVID, FaceTime has also increased a lot more because obviously they can't see each other sometimes. Teens tell me all the time that it's easier to overcome their symptoms of shyness. It's less intimidating to do things online. They feel more in control. They can pause and, and maybe think through an answer. It's less intimidating than trying to come up with things in person or right there. It's also interesting, I've mentioned this before, and I've had some interviews on podcasts with college students who tell me that they, they do pregames before they go out. Pregames mean they'll go to somebody's room or somebody's apartment and they'll have two or three or four shots before they go out because they feel so awkward talking to guys in person. I think sometimes uh, the social media and the online stuff can be, can be tough because if they text uh, somebody, if they text their boyfriend or their girlfriend, if their partner doesn't answer right away, sometimes it can be misinterpreted as I'm, I'm being rejected. They're, they're lacking interest in me. I feel ignored. I feel unimportant. They start to worry. Is that a sign he's moving on? And especially if they go online and they see that their partner 
is at a party or they're talking to people online. So a lot of misinterpretation of signals because you're not in person. You can't see body language. You can't see expressions. You can't hear tone of voice. I've also noticed that because they can follow each other online, that kind of surveillance can lead to more jealousy, making assumptions and ruminating worst case if they see their partner with a girl online. They see somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, who's at a party and they're not there. Uh, 27% of teens in one study who had dating experience have had a partner use social media to track their whereabouts. They feel like they're being stalked. I think social media can create more drama sometimes, more, more misinterpretations. Sometimes they'll even play out their arguments online. And it's like the whole world is privy to their relationship. There's a loss of privacy. And they're, they're in charge of a lot of that. But they forget sometimes that when they do that, that other people are going to be in, in, you know, in the conversation with them. The other part about the online talking and arguing and the pictures and all is their parents. I heard, I heard one time um, about a woman who said that my, my teenage daughter thinks I'm so nosy and I'm always in her business, or at least that's what she says or she keeps writing in her diary. So parents are watching and they're monitoring and teens know that, but they forget sometimes. So there's a loss of privacy even with their parents when it comes to relationships because their parents can go back and check their records and see what they've been saying to their boyfriends. Uh, today, um, I think most teens would say that there's going to be a breakup. It should be done in person, but it doesn't oftentimes happen that way. And not just because of the pandemic. Um, it's, it's, uh, most of the time I think their partners, especially if it's a boy who's breaking up, they'll do it over a text message or they'll do it on social media. I think they think that's, that shows a lack of maturity yet. It does happen a lot. It's also hard because of electronics. It's hard after they break up because they can see their partner, their ex on social media. They'll see them in photos. They'll see them at parties with a, with, with their arm around a, a new girl. They'll see old, old videos and old photos on social media. It's easy for their ex to keep trying to contact them, just to talk. They want to keep being friends. It's really hard sometimes for girls I talk to who have broken up to get that distance that they need to kind of process through things. I think a lot of girls, after they have broken up, they'll untag, they'll delete photos of themselves and their partner, they'll block them unfriend them because they're trying to create that distance. But it's hard because they can get around that. So with that as kind of a backdrop to what's going on today with, with romantic relationships with your middle and high schoolers, what is, what's your role as a parent? Let me give you just a few ideas here. One of them is don't assume or over-worry if your daughter's not dating. I would, instead of worrying, I would ask her thoughts on dating. I'd get a sense of where is she at. I would try and support that. I would try and be a good listener and open up discussions about, about uh, relationships. I'd ask questions like, do your friends feel like they need a boy to feel attractive? Who gets the most attention from boys who you hang out with and why? How have your friends' relationships gone? Are they, are they good? Are they bad? What have you learned from watching your friends' relationships, their dating relationships? Why do you think some girls seem to need a boyfriend all the time? 
What does that say about them? Do girls with, with a lot of guy friends get judged? Does it cause jealousy? What does it actually mean to have a boyfriend in your school? I would ask questions like that and I would listen to get a sense of where is my daughter in her level of maturity, in her level of understanding of relationships, where is she at with it? Instead of worrying, worrying, let me listen and get in my daughter's head and heart and, and get a sense of where is she at. I heard one time about this little girl who asked her mom if she could go outside and play with the boys in the neighborhood. And mom said, no, I think the boys are too rough. The daughter thought for a moment. She said, if I can find a smooth one, then can I play with them? So I think that I think it helps for you to figure out where your, where's your daughter at. I think it's so healthy for girls in middle school and high school to have a lot of guy friends. It's so healthy for them to learn how to be around guys, how to get comfortable around guys, how to not take their, their teasing personally. Girls who I know who hang out with guys, sometimes even more than girls, they tell me it's because there's less pressure with the guys. There's less drama with the guys. There's less, the guys are less complicated is what they say. They're less complicated and, and there's less drama. Now, and a lot of times they tell me their friends, the girls in their class, don't like it. They get jealous. They'll make comments. Sometimes they'll start rumors about them, like they're hooking up with all the boys or they call them sluts when the girls are just hanging out with the guys. I talked to your daughter about that. I, I would m- want to make sure that your daughter feels like she doesn't need to date somebody or have a boyfriend to feel good about herself, to feel attractive. It's so healthy for girls to put their energy into things like sports, art, theater, uh, their passions, being of service. That's such a healthy way for them to put their energy in that they learn so much about themselves and it's so much more fulfilling than sometimes the dating relationships in middle school and high school. What girls tell me, and I think it's probably pretty true, is that most guys their age are not ready to be a good boyfriend. And of course, to be a better boyfriend, you need to have some experience. But I also think that girls, are, are what they tell me in essence is, it's not worth it. Because it can be really draining. It takes up a lot of time and energy a lot of times. When I see girls in high school, even in college, where there's a lot of fighting in the relationship, where it feels like it's hard, where the, where the guy is not listening to their needs, what I tell them is run. If it's hard when you're 16 and it's sucking you dry of energy, it's not worth it. There are lots of guys out there to, to, to date. Or hang out with your girlfriends, do your passions, play sports, read, draw, uh, get, into, get, get into a play, do things that you love to do. It should not be hard in a relationship in middle school, high school, and college. If it is, it's run. <laughs> I just say run. So again, don't judge. I would, I would ta- have discussions along the way with your daughter about how they feel about relationships at their age. What are the relationships like with their friends in grade school, middle school, and high school? Not grade school, but middle school and high school. What do they think about that? I also would tell your daughters your, your experiences with dating. What it was like for you? I'm guessing for most of us, it wasn't like easy at first. It was awkward. Talk about that. They may say, see you with a good marriage, I hope. And feel like, wow, my, my mom is so good with that. 
she's so good in her relationship, and I feel so bad at that. I feel so awkward. Well, they didn't see you when you were 13, 15, 17. So they don't know that you were probably going through a lot of the same things back then that they're going through now. So I wouldn't worry if your daughter is not dating. I wouldn't necessarily worry if she is dating, but I would want to get in her head and get a sense of what's it like for her, what's working for her and what's not. Let her know that you're there to listen if she ever has any questions. I'm going to do a, a podcast in the near future, and I'm going to interview some teenagers about what's it like for them with the dating situation, especially with this whole COVID thing but also to get in their heads a little bit for you so you can hear some how some girls your daughter's age are going through issues around dating and about having guy friends and all that. I really appreciate you coming by here every two weeks for these podcasts. I really appreciate all of you who are sharing these with your friends. I would love comments. I would love feedback about these. Um, and I also uh, would uh, appreciate if you would uh, send me information about topics you'd like for me to do in, in the future. I'll be, I'll be back here in two weeks with a new podcast. And, and every other week, I also put a, a blog out there. Check out my website at drtimjordan.com for information about the things that I do. I've got some weekend retreats coming up for girls in grade school, middle school, and high school. And I've also got a new online course coming up, a new online course called Parenting Girls where I'm going to delve really deeply into girls' emotions and girls' friendships. It's going to be an online course that you'll see things about. If you just get, go on our website, um, I'll have some plugs at the, end of these, at the end of these podcasts and blogs. So I hope you'll check into that as well. I will see you back here in two weeks. Thanks so much uh, for joining me today.